welcome 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 back to jesus in my 20s podcast happy friday wherever you're listening from i wish you a happy friday it's the weekend and it's exciting you know the weekend people get to sleep in they get to go to church you know amazing activities are happening so happy weekend to you and i'm so excited and so honored so privileged to be recording another episode of jesus in my 20s podcast I never take it for granted because it's by the grace of God. It's the Lord's doing and he is the one that's helping to, you know, to keep the podcast going and to give me what to talk about and what to share. And, you know, as I'm sharing, I'm learning and I hope you are learning, being challenged and growing together as a family. So it's an honor and a privilege, truly. And we've been talking about the proximity of Satan in the last episode and I didn't think it was enough just to conclude there and it's important for us to realize like yes the enemy is there his tactics are there and we cannot ignore them but we are not left to defend ourselves you know without any tools God has given us weapons that are capable of destroying the enemy demolishing him completely and rendering him ineffective in our lives and it is the truth and I can stand on it a hundred percent and I thought it would be you know by the leading of the Holy Spirit that we can go through some of the weapons that are so effective in destroying the work of the enemy in your life that you know at the end of these episodes you will truly walk in freedom and walk free from many attempts of the attacks of the enemy you know in your life so for the first um a weapon we're going to talk about the power of confession you know i did not understand how powerful this you know this weapon was until i started to walk in the light of you know the kingdom of god that's when i realized like wow in the world there is a lot of secrecy in the world you know people will commit a crime keep quiet not talk about it you know you are looked down to if you confess that you've done anything wrong you know if you go to a church setting and somebody gets up and say oh i'm struggling with pornography for example if you're not in a good church people will start to bully you people will start to look at you sideways and it actually discourages other people from stepping forward but that's not how god intended it to be god wanted us to confess to each other to pray for each other for it to be a family where people can trust each other with deep secrets as those and you know vulnerability in confessing that you are weak in an area is so looked down you know in the world that no one wants to appear weak we're talking about everybody wants to appear that they're perfect they got their lives together i am not struggling but yet you are struggling in the darkness of your room you're struggling on the side and no one has any no one has you know an idea of how much you're dealing with you know your pastor doesn't know your friends don't know your family doesn't know you just feel like i'm just gonna do it on my own and that is a lie from the pit of hell the devil would tell you do not confess that you are struggling don't say that you know they will tell you people are gonna look at you sideways you know god doesn't like a sinner so you better not say these things because he knows that sin thrives in secrecy 
sin will grow in secrecy sin will become even more dangerous in secrecy you know sin if you can think about the perfect soil for a tree to grow and to produce fruit sin you know has its perfect soil in secrecy secrecy offers sin all the nutrients that it can get to grow and to become worse you know soil for sin is secrecy just understand that accept that it's the truth and unless somebody confesses or the light of god shines a bright light on that sin the person will just become quiet and the condition will get worse and worse and worse you know people will be struggling with addictions alcoholism drug addictions anger pornography masturbation sexual immorality they will be struggling with all these things yet they appear in church and they look like they have everything together they won't talk about those struggles because they don't want to look, be looked down upon and the enemy feeds lies to their minds that if you confess then you are weak but he knows that once you confess actually that's where your breakthrough and your healing is in my own life i remember i used to struggle so much with talking about you know problems that i was dealing with or issues that i was dealing with until a friend told me you know a problem that is shared is half solved instead of you going through it by yourself just confess it tell us so that we can hold you and pray for you and i'm telling you once i started to speak about you know obviously find people that you trust but once i started to speak about you know problems i realized that i was not alone that there were so many people actually that had faced even worse situations than i had and it was an encouragement to me to understand you know to destroy one of the lies of the enemy that told me oh your life is not good all these things and realizing that it's actually life life is full of mistakes life is full of shortcomings and problems and only when we confess and we allow the light of God to shine upon it do we also find healing so this is a very important episode and i pray that you know you open your heart and I want to begin by saying um, this verse from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 that says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms what this verse is telling you is that a human being is not your enemy your mom or your dad or your sibling or your friend that did you wrong is not your enemy the enemy is the influence behind that person's choices and decisions and behaviors a person doesn't choose to be evil on their own they must be influenced to do evil so this verse paul is telling you shift your attention from flesh and blood from human beings and then put your attention on the enemy and he's telling us that it's against rulers against authorities against powers of the dark world and against spiritual forces in heavenly realms these are strongholds that are you know <laughs> they are strong they are not casual you know things these are like actual powers of evil that are following us every day that monitor you every day you may not see it with your physical eye but it doesn't mean that it's not there it is there but 
God tells us in, um, I believe in Corinthians, that our weapons of our warfare is not, it's in 2 Corinthians chapter, sorry, chapter 10, verse 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And this scripture is basically telling us that if you want to go to war against the enemy, you're not going to bring a machine gun. You're not going to bring, I don't know, like what people try to use at a war. It's not carnal. It's not physical. It's not made by human hands. These weapons that God has given us, they are mighty in him and they're able to pull down strongholds. They're able to destroy strongholds that the enemy has had on people's lives. Only when you open your heart and you accept it. And I'm going to tell you that, you know, using the weapons of God is going to be, you know, against your logic. It's not going to make sense. It's going to sound like it's too simple. It's something that you can't wrap your mind around, but it's capable and it is strong enough to destroy all those strongholds. So one of those weapons is going to be confession and you know, when I was preparing for this um, episode, God reminded me of a verse that I read a long time ago. And this verse actually scared me a lot. And it's in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 18. It says, stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there and that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. So this is a proverb that Solomon was writing and he's talking about sex that you know when you have sex outside of the context that god has you know put in place it's sweet in the moment right you know the the whole adventure of having sex out of marriage for some people it's fun you know they get to discover a new woman or a new man and it says that you know bread eaten in secret is delicious when you have sex in secrecy it's delicious you know people chase that adrenaline rush of going to a hotel with a woman and it's not your wife you know people miss those moments and they go for them they it's sweet to them it's delicious to them but the but the verbs the verse says that little does that person know that the woman that they're with wherever they are her guests are dead people and it says that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead and that the dead are there while they are having those sexual intercourse and this scared me because it it means that you know all these acts that you think you're doing alone right that you think no one is watching it's in secret and it's just me cheating on my wife but my wife will not find out because i'm just having sex outside of marriage it's just a slip up you do not know who that person is entertaining and it could be in the visible realm or in the invisible realm and with secrecy there is a rush of adrenaline something that pushes you to go for the adventure but you must also think what is there that I cannot see with my human eyes? Because it's there. It, that's the reality. Spirits are always watching us. Spirits are always present wherever we are. Our physical eyes cannot see it, but they are there whether it's God or whether it's the devil and his demons or angels, they're there. 
And when you choose to do things that are contrary to the word of God and to involve yourself in sin, your guests, the ones that the person is entertaining, and while you're you know, doing that act, the dead that they're, they're watching, people who, spirits that you have no idea about are there. It is true. It is true. Nothing is in secret in this world. No, no one can lie to you that, you know, even in the world, there is a proverb that says that the walls have ears. There is no act that you can do and think that this is hidden from anyone. It may be hidden from people, but spirits, they're there and they're witnessing what you're doing. You know, there is a verse um, in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, that says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. It searches all the inner depths of his heart. You know, when we look at the visible world, you can tell that things are there. But when it comes to your spirit and your soul, it's invisible to you. There are things that are there that, you know, I may curse a person in my mind and the person doesn't know because they cannot see my thoughts, right? I may hate a person, but they will never find out because my inner thoughts are not revealed to people. But in this verse, it's telling us that God has put our spirit to be a lamp for him. So, you know, our soul, our spirit is hidden even deeper than our soul. You know, we can talk about it layer by layer. You know, you have your body, people can see your body. You have your soul, people can see your soul. Then there is another one called the spirit that it's even deeper than your soul, even deeper to know. And God put it there as a lamp for him. So your spirit actually tells on you. It's able to illuminate even the darkest places in your heart that you may not even know, but God uses it to search your heart, to search your mind, to search your thoughts. So these things are hidden to other human beings, but God, they are revealed to him because of your spirit. It acts as a lamp for him to illuminate and to make known to him all the things. It literally says it searches all of our inner depths of our hearts. So there is no, no such a thing as a secret. Whatever my thoughts are, whatever my ideas are, God is aware of them and for you as well because God put the spirits in there it says that he is the father of all spirits he knows all things because by his spirit he's able to search every single thing in your heart and you know even secrecy with oh this I'm stealing no one no no one found out or you just commit an act by yourself let's say for example you're in your room, you do things and no one is watching. Well, God is watching. Other spirits are watching. You know, in, in um, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, I believe, it says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him, of, of him to whom we must give account. Just think of it as, I know no one is here physically, but God is there. His eyes are there. Every action, every single thing that you do is laid bare before him. It's naked before him. So there is no such a thing as secret. Don't let anybody lie to you. Don't let the enemy convince you that there is a secret. Or don't let even somebody tell you, oh, this is between me and you. No one saw. No one is going to find out. God was there and he saw. And other spirits are there and they saw. You may not be aware of it, but it's there and one thing that i want to tell you is that you know as human beings we we think that okay these things 
you know, I'm struggling with their secrets. I don't want to tell people. I don't want to tell people that I'm struggling with this sin. And you think it's okay. You just continue in your weaknesses. Well, in Romans chapter 2, verse 16, it says that God would judge the secrets of men. Even that thing that you, you conceal and you don't want to make known, God would judge it. It's not just, you know, outward actions, it's inward actions. It's our thoughts, it's our deeds, it's our every meditation of your heart will be judged. And to me, that's kind of scary because sometimes, you know, you think about something and you're like, how did that thought even get into me? And you just, or you find yourself, you know, having jealousy and bitterness and anger. And, you know, these things are hidden to the human eye. Unless I tell you that I'm jealous of you, you will never find out. You may have suspicions, you know, because of the way I act towards you, but you really would never find out as a human being but you do not give account to a human being you give account to God and in these verses we've been seeing that God is able to see your thoughts your secrets your ambitions your shortcomings your failures everything so it's not there is nothing that you gain by keeping those things a secret only you know it gets worse and worse and worse for you but in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, it says, He who conceals his trans- transgressions will not prosper, but whoever confesses and turns away from his sins will find compassion and mercy. Guys, do you see the power that is in confessing your sins? It literally says that if you try to conceal your sins, you will not prosper. You will not be able to get yourself out of that mess. But the moment you confess, the moment you confess, you will find compassion and mercy from the Almighty God. And, you know, the enemy lies to a lot of people and guilt trips them and shames them and condemns them and tells them God doesn't love you. Look at you. You're so dirty. Where would you even go? Don't even try to go into the presence of the Lord. And that's because he knows that the moment you go into the presence of the Lord, you will find compassion and mercy. And I can tell you from so many people's lives where by confessing their sins they were healed and you know you realize that yes I'm a human being and I have this sinful nature in me that makes me sin and makes me do things that I shouldn't do it's the reality no one is excluded from it so don't think you're a bad person for having certain thoughts don't think you're a bad person for committing certain sins of course you are because the spirit of God is the one that helps us to be pure we cannot do it on our own and when you fall into sin and you when you you know you're committing transgressions and you are just feeling like you're a failure that's the perfect moment to find a person that is trustworthy and confess your sins ask for prayer and you know 
people as people of God are supposed to pray for you. You know, they're not supposed to laugh and, you know, to scorn you and to just despise you because of your mistakes. They're supposed to pray for you. And I'm here. I'm here as a sister in Christ. I've gone through many shortcomings. I've gone through many sins. And I know, you know, how deceiving the devil can be when it comes to, you know, our shame and guilt. And I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to hold you accountable to the standard that God wants us to follow. And we do not do it on our own. The Spirit of God helps us to, you know, to walk in a manner that is worthy of the Lord and pleasing to Him. God did not die on the cross so that you can continue to be defeated by sin. He died on the cross to give you power and authority to live above your fleshly desires, to live a life that is self-controlled, you know. The more you, you refuse to confess and the more you refuse to acknowledge that maybe this area is a struggle for you, the harder it's going to get and your heart is going to be hardened and you may, you know, end up being addicted. But catch catch those sins in their early stages. Catch them and confess them and ask for prayer and, you know, shame the devil. There is a proverb in uh, in our language in Kinyarwanda that says that, you know, a stone that has been uncovered cannot, you know, destroy. I think um, it's called an axe. Maybe it's not... I think it's called some other words, but basically it's saying like when you do agriculture and you're trying to, you know, to plot the land, you would, if you hit a stone, it's going to destroy whatever instrument you're using. But once you see the stone, it cannot, you know, destroy whatever instrument or tool you're using. So it's literally telling you like whatever you can see cannot destroy you. Allow the word of God to shed light in so many areas in your life that, you know, have been used by the devil to shame and guilt trip you and confess them. Take them into the open. Let the light of God shine beautifully upon it. And the beautiful thing about God is that he doesn't leave you there. Once he's exposed something, oh, he will help you to walk out of it stronger than you have. And you will not live a defeated life. You will live a victorious life, not being controlled by the devil, being tormented by him over some mistakes that you made. And, you know, once you've confessed and you've been forgiven, close that chapter. Do not live with regrets. Do not beat yourself down. You do not know better. And now you do know better by the grace of God, you will continue to live a life that is worthy of his calling. And anytime you fall, there is always an open door to go and run to the Father to be cleansed, to be purified, and to be strengthened so that you can, you know, live a life that is good and pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. God bless you so, so much. This is Jesus in my 20s podcast with your host, Pacific Mugawo. Okay.